Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode 291. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk football. And you know what? This, these two hours are going to fly by so fast because we've got so much to talk about. It's so exciting. This has been the most exciting playoff run that I can remember. We are two weeks left in the season. That's right. There's only two weeks left in the season. It's a very sad day. But two weeks left in the season, and not one single team is locked in a position. Montreal and Toronto are still fighting for the bottom position or the next one up. Ottawa and Hamilton are fighting for the top in the, in the East. Saskatchewan and Calgary still fighting over top spot here. And BC, Winnipeg, or Saskatchewan can ha- host the semifinal game. Edmonton is not out of the playoffs yet, but they definitely can't host a game. They could end up in the crossover or they could end up in third in the West. But Wow, I have never experienced this in my life. This is so exciting that two weeks left and every game matters. I mean, usually you got – who would have thought this at the beginning of the season that Calgary would be fighting for a playoff position at this stage of the game? Usually this is when they start resting their their veterans or or their players who are banged up and saying, you know, hey, whoa, don't – we got to protect you or you got to rest up, heal up, whatever. This game is meaningless. And Calgary drops a couple at the end of the season. I remember what, last year, the year before, they dropped the last game of the year to Montreal. Like, come on, seriously? No, man, this is is seriously good football. It's going to matter. Calgary's game next week matters. Calgary's game the week after is going to matter. They're going to have to play hard. Every team right now is playing for a playoff position. Every team right now is playing for some money. That's right. They're, they're trying to get in the playoffs. That means their paychecks get bigger. They're trying to host a playoff game. That means their team's revenue goes up. This is amazing, absolutely amazing that we have this exciting of football this late in the season. I, I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm beside myself. This is just – I can't get over it. So we, we were excited last week for the BC Edmonton game because of how well BC played against Calgary. And then BC came in and smoked Edmonton. Are we any less excited for this game coming up? No, we're going to go into Regina to play Saskatchewan. Now, yeah, I know everybody says that that's a tough place to play in, but you know what? Somebody's got to shut them up. And Hey, I hope it's BC, the hottest team in the CFL right now. Everybody says the Bombers are the hottest team. Everybody's saying the Saskatchewan's the hottest team. Uh-uh, BC is. They are 6-1 and one since week 12. Cal- uh, Winnipeg's got two losses. Calgary's got two losses. Bombers have got two losses. Uh, BC's the only one that's just is 6-1. and one. The hottest team right now, the hottest ticket going into the playoffs right now are the BC Lions. That may change in Saskatchewan. That may change in Calgary the week after. But right now today, BC Lions are the hottest team in the league. Yet most power rankings have got them in fifth, fourth or fifth place. I don't understand how people can go out there, 
put their name on, on a list of, of, of power rankings and ignore the most powerful team in the league right now. It just blows my mind that there's that many people out there that have no idea of what's going on in football. And, you know, I'm, I'm, every week I get to yell and pick on Belton uh, Johnson because his power rankings, I think he only does his power rankings to start controversy because they make no sense most of the time. How did the Bombers move up into first place when they had a bye? That one just blows me away. Okay, we're going to move them from third to to first place because they had a bye. Where where the fuck does that make sense, Belton? Come on, seriously. And I'm sure there's other power rankings. We just haven't seen them yet because they they usually don't come out till Monday or Tuesday. But Belton throws his out there right away and throws it to the wind. And you know you got to challenge him because it's just fun. Okay, so um, let's talk some football here. I'm going to open up the mics. Let's see who we got. We got first up, we got a 403 number. That would be Will. Welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? I'm good, Christopher. How are you? Hey, I'm just excited. so everybody knows, just how, so everybody knows how screwed up is this season. Yesterday in Calgary, that game, October 20th, was the warmest game of the season. Oh, I shit really? you not. I shit you not. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I was there in the middle of summer, and it was colder than hell. I thought it was mm-hmm. snow. And it was probably one of the few games that I didn't get wet at. How does that sound? It was Which it was one? warm. Last it was night. warm. I had a t-shirt, t-shirt and shorts on all night. Yeah. So I mean, we got we got rained on. That was in August, was it? Yep. July or August or something? I don't know. Yep. Yeah, that was the warmest game of the year. Believe it. Wow. It was stupid. So that's pr- pretty bizarre. Yep. BC and yep. Calgary. And yeah, I was there in week in week eight, August fourth. Mm-hmm. August fourth, and we got rained on. Yep. Anyway, I also had a car stolen that night. Uh, okay. Right. But that wasn't in Calgary. Mm. We're not going to talk about anything Don't else. Don't cars in Calgary. No. 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 Okay. So, that was okay. We had week nine last night, right? Nineteen. Nineteen. The weekend is 19. over. I had to update my uh, my CFL.ca here. I had to refresh it because it didn't have the scores in there yet. Okay. So, uh, let's go over there. Who else can we open up the mic for? We got Charles is next. How you doing, bud? How you I'm doing good. Just Are you coming off for this week? Still coming off. Oh God, yes. I mean, <laughs> the excitement's just growing with each week. I mean, you know, I'd love to go in and kick the writers' ass in their home building. I'm sorry, sorry, writer fans. I just love to see that. Well, I don't think there's Actually, a shocker not, really not that everybody thinks they are that writer fans. They're not. They're not. No. I'm sorry. I. They're playing well, but they're not like a blue chip team. I heard one person say, I saw one person say that they, what was the term they used? Um, when they were talking about the Riders going through the Western Conference, and they used this term that it was just, didn't oh, yeah, make yeah, any yeah, yeah, sense yeah, yeah. to me. Oh, um, it did. It was Kelly Bale. It yeah. Kelly Bale I, I said, it, said and, but, and And I, I challenged them on it because well, I turned around you, and I re-quoted uh, the word and I laughed my ass off. It didn't... <laughs> Well, uh, and, I, and I'm not, and this is not a shot at Kelly Bale, really. But I mean, the thing is, uh, 
it's just not accurate. It's not reality. Uh, I'm just, I'm I'm looking it up because I'm trying to use the the phrase. He, oh, here we are. Where is it? Um, no, I still haven't been able to find it. I'll, I will find it, but I'm just trying to figure this out because uh, he that what he said it just didn't have anything in reality. It's um, no, but but it was it was like really you 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 honestly yeah. said that. Yeah, and I, I'm like, I, like, sure, they're playing well. It's not as if they're going in and they're hammering teams by 20 or 30 points. That's just not what they're doing. Sure, they're winning games. All the games are close. All the games are ones that they could very easily be going the other way. So while they're playing well and they're winning games, they're not. They're not all. Um, they're not blowouts. Let's face it. Well, here, here's what I... Wish I wish I could find the if, phrase. If you look at this matchup coming up... Oh, we'll talk about the matchup. Yeah. And that's next show. No, we'll talk about it right now because we can't. Um, Saskatchewan's O-line is not good at the best of times. Okay? Zach Caleros needs a strong O-line to be able to perform. BC's defense, defensive line right now, is one of the best in the CFL, and they're pl- playing on all cylinders. They, act, they were chasing Bo Levi Mitchell all over the field, okay? So, Mike Riley was running for his life. Zach Caleros mm-hmm. doesn't run. He's going to get pummeled. And when he gets pummeled, he doesn't play worse shit, okay? So, I, I just I don't understand how Saskatchewan fans think that this can be awesome for them. They're going to get pummeled. Or at least I hope they are. It's just they one could. of those things, right? Yep. But we'll see. I mean, sure. I mean, their offense it was better this week. It wasn't perfect. I mean, they still kicked a lot of field goals this week. But we'll get into that in the in the game. I don't want to take too much away from that. So, but no, no, not at all. I, it must have been on, on on directly on Kelly's wall. Yeah, I'm, I can't find I He said something like they ripped through the Western Conference or something like that, yeah, which is, I, that's, it's not accurate. Well, it's exactly what they, he said. It, it, They've it, won games, but rubbish. it's not like you're destroying they rubbish. them. That's they it. Rubbish. They, they rubbish. rubbish the, if I remember correctly, that's what he used. Yes. Right? He yeah. ravaged the Western Conference. Yeah, I mean, that, that was you, the one that I saw. Are you I'm like, absolutely kidding me? Come on. <laughs> yes, they've won some games, but let, let's not get carried away. Well, they're still they're six they're five and two over the last seven games. BC yeah. is six and one. Okay. Yeah. And then Kelly turns around and responds to me and says, "Yeah, but we had tougher opponents. We we had tougher really? opponents. That's what he said. We beat." We beat Calgary. We beat Edmonton. Uh, we beat Ottawa, who's first in the East. So okay. are those all plumbers? The, the post on, is on Let's Talk CFL. It's put up yeah. by Todd Mulgee. It's a picture of three bombers. It says, updated CFL playoff scenario about last night. Three down nation. And Kelly's post is, comment is, riders have absolutely ravished the West. The last thing they wanted was to go East. That's impossible now, so I'm happy. And I went, ravaged? What the fuck? <laughs> I want what you're smoking. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find to see. Okay, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are 6-3 and three in the Western Conference. 
Okay. That's not ravaging. That's that's a good record. That's not ravaging. If you're rag- ravaging, you're nine and zero. You're eight and one. You're not six and three. Six and three is a good record, right? Yes, they it got is. a six, six and three I'm away record. They got a five and three away re- home record. I think mm-hmm. the home record sucks. That's but, not a great record at all. No, I'd be embarrassed if my home record was five and three. BC is yep. seven and one. Calgary is seven and two at home. Mm-hmm. Okay. So no, I I don't know. I don't know. At least BC is five hundred in the division. Calgary is five hundred in the division. Winnipeg is below five hundred. They're three and five in Western teams. And Edmonton is four and five against Western teams. So at least we're five hundred football. I don't mind that one. Okay. Let's bring Mark in. He's sitting there on hold. How's it going? Sorry about that. Come on in, buddy. No worries. I'm here. Good, 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 good. Okay. People complaining about the football right now and how confusing it is. (sighs) This is fun. This is what it should be every year. I hope it's confusing. I hope it's confusing the hell out of people. I'm loving it. Yes. I don't know. This is the most exciting time I've had in football in a lot of years. And I, that was an amazing game that BC played in Edmonton, or uh, played Edmonton. I wish I had gone driven down there, but things just didn't work out well for me. My wife's kind of having some problems with a sciatic, and uh, morphine is an issue. So i got to take care of her. Yep. Too much morphine's a bad thing. Yes. Okay, so what are we going to talk about first? Well, probably the first game. Well, yeah. Well, that's not what I was talking about. Of course we're going to yep. talk about the first game. Hamilton, mm-hmm. Ottawa. This was my my little Achilles heel this week. Okay. I really thought Hamilton was going to smoke Ottawa. And you can't blame this loss on on Hamilton losing Brandon Banks because he didn't get lost. He didn't lose until the fourth quarter. <laughs> they just didn't play well. Didn't play well. These were two bad teams playing each other, in my opinion. But it was a close game. What was the final score in this one? I knew, I better write it down. Thirty-five, thirty-one for Ottawa. I I, I had. Put out all I you know every week I do my scores so I input them into the computer and then I print them and my printer was out of toner so I set it upstairs to the wireless printer and it hung my computer and I lost everything so I wasn't going to redo everything so I just kind of fudged it away Ottawa thirty five thirty one okay Charles go ahead man. Well, to admit, I did not see a lot of this game because I was on my way to BC Place for the uh, for the uh, Edmonton uh, BC game. Uh, I did see some of it because they had it on the screen outside the stadium, and then when we went in, they had it playing on the big screen uh, during the uh, the pregame warm up. So I saw what I could. Um, it doesn't look to me like either defense really. Uh, played all that well when you have both teams going over 400 yards in offense. 
Uh, it's not a great defensive uh, game by either. Um, I think we got more of good Trevor Harrison week than we did bad. Not that Jeremiah Mazzoli was a slouch because uh, they both threw for – if actually it's funny because they almost have identical, well, passing yardage-wise. Um, Jeremiah Mazzoli is 23 of 34 for 342. Trevor Harris is 24 of 32 for 341. So they're almost identical in passing stats, but where they weren't identical was um, Mazzoli had three touchdown passes and um, – Trevor Harris had just one. One funny stat in this game is Dominic Davis, the backup quarterback for Ottawa, he ran the ball four times in the game. Three of them were touchdowns. They were the one-yard plunges. They did that three times. That was the difference. It was a costly game for Hamilton, as we'll discuss a little bit later, too. But Brandon Banks, who was actually having quite a good game, uh, when he went out in the fourth quarter, he had eight catches for 133 yards and a touchdown. So, um, um, so uh, a decent game there uh, for him, but then he went down. That's going to be trouble. Um, again, the, it seems to me that every game, Ottawa has at least 200-yard receivers, or almost every game. This time it was R.J. Harrison, Brad Sinopoli. So big game there. Two more field goals for Lewis Ward, which means two more records. And in fact now, Lewis Ward has not only the CFL consecutive uh, field goal streak, he now has the professional football field goal streak, is he now has kicked more straight field goals than anyone in the CFL or the NFL. So congratulations to him. Uh, but, yeah, with just Ottawa making a few more plays um, uh, in this one, William Powell had a strong game with 87 yards rushing. But basically it came down that um, Ottawa was just able to make a few more plays than Hamilton, and uh, I think Hamilton turned the ball over a couple of times. Let's see, where are the turnovers here? Actually, they were even 2-2. So it was a back-and-forth game. It was one of those ones that anyone could win, but it was, in the end it was just Ottawa making enough plays to get the win. Uh, so we will. Uh, that's uh, a good game there. Uh, CJ has stepped away for a moment, so he's asked me to kind of take over till he returns. So I'm going to hand it off to... Will. You there? Hello, Will. You know what? You know what? It was a very entertaining game because, hey, what's not good about lots of points being scored? And <laughs> the defenses went away, and everybody scored points. And, I mean, I could go through the stats, but you already did that. I mean, it was I, – I watched the whole game, and it was entertaining. Um, I, I think uh, – Going into the playoffs, Hamilton and Ottawa are pretty even teams. And I think uh, this might be the perfect time when a Western team might beat both of them and make it to the Grey Cup. But we shall see. Um, But uh, like I said, it was really entertaining. It was too bad about Brandon Burns, but like you said, we'll talk about that later. Trevor Harris played well. Jeremiah Mazzoli played well. Not much more I can say about it because, uh, hey, it was 
it was the ultimate non-football fan game because there was lots of scores. So most people understand touchdowns and not any of the other stuff. So I'm sure it was a good game to watch, especially if you were an Ottawa fan. So there you go. Go ahead. Well, nobody's really an Ottawa fan or a Hamilton fan. I mean, kind of. I would pick Ottawa over Hamilton every day. Just cause. But anyhow, Mark. I've got, I've got, I've got two people coming from Hamilton this week to my office, and and they're both, they're both uh, Ticat fans. So I'm sure, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have some conversation about Good. football. So Good. we'll Glad see. To hear that. Go ahead, Mark. There we go. Um, yeah, I didn't watch the game, but I did listen to it on Hamilton Radio, so it was entertaining from that side. Um, realistically, it came down to Powell. Powell made some huge runs when they needed to eat up clock in, in the fourth quarter, and he was able to do it. Um, Green had a cup, one big run, but other than that, he really wasn't a huge factor in the game. Uh, and Charles, with um, Masoli and Harris, even their average passes, Masoli was, had a 14.9-yard 14.9 yard average, and Harris had a 14.2-yard average. So yeah, they almost very beat, even. Yeah, it's almost like looking at mirrors. That, um, you know, going forward, and of course we're talking about it in a bit, but going forward, Hamilton could be in a bit of trouble without Banks, but... Yeah, uh, it's amazing how he's turned it around. But somebody had asked, "Do you think he could get two thousand yards if he stayed oh. healthy for the full season?" No, because he was would have been relatively close. Okay, what is he at? Let's just hang on. Player stats receiving. Brandon Banks. He's not even number one in the league. Okay. Oh, I That's know, but he, how many games has he played? Because he's missed a few games. He, he He's played 14 games. He's got 1,400 yards. So, yeah, he would be 1,800 yards if he kept his average. So he could push to 2,000. It's just, I was just wondering about that one. Then, you know, Hamilton was de- – um, or, sorry, Ottawa was definitely full marks for the win. Uh, they were able to ground the ball out in, in the fourth quarter and didn't have to rely on Harris, which is I think that's when the bad Harris shows up is when the game is put into his hands and he has to do it. He had Powell going quite well, so that was a huge help. That's about it. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't really get a chance to watch this game that much. I watched little bits of it and definitely watched the highlights on everything else. There was a lot of highlights. There was a lot of scoring, as Will said, but, you know, nothing compared to the next game. Oh, did I say that out loud? Um, yeah. So uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Oh, sorry, we can't move on. Will, this is an important game for you. Final score was Ottawa 35, Hamilton 31. Everybody picked this game close to the wire, okay? Uh, Chris and CJ picked Hamilton, so we weren't even close to the wire. But, you know, I don't know. Anyhow. So, Charles went 29-26. Will went 29-27. One point higher than Charles. Actually, I think Will picked first, and then Charles came in. I don't know. Uh, Mark picked it 27-24. 
so he's a little bit off there. So Will wins simply because he was one point closer than Charles. So Will, you get the star, buddy. One Does that point. Change? Yippee. Yippee. Does that change your positioning any? Are you, are you like moving in on Mark and Chris? Not even close. Okay. Okay. So the next game was the Edmonton Eskimos traveling to the West Coast to play the BC Lions at the BC Place Stadium. And it was a hell of a good game. I loved it. Watched every minute of it. Didn't see everything, obviously, because people are putting up highlights that I didn't see. So anyhow, great game. I'm happy with the outcome. I'm happy with the game. I'm happy with the play. I'm, I'm being a bit of a homer here, aren't I? Okay. Um, a lot. Well, go ahead. On, a lot? Yeah, I know. Go ahead on this one, Will. You picked BC to win. Um, yeah, I did. I mean, I, I, I guess, what's his name? Come on. BC's Who? receiver. The guy who Which scored one? the three touchdowns. Devarius the Posey? The three touchdowns. There you go, Posey. Devari? Um, Devari? Posey? Whatever um, his name is. Um, like, uh, you know what? If your guy can't cover the guy, you better put somebody else on who can because he uh, – I wish I could say that it was close as far as his touchdown receptions go, but it wasn't, okay? He burnt the guy all three times, whoever that guy was. We'll, na- we'll go unnamed. Um, you know what? Uh, BC Edmonton was fairly close in the first half, and then second half came along and it was over. And uh, I, I really don't think Edmonton pushed back that hard. And uh, I guess maybe because they couldn't. I mean, I'm just making generalities here because I don't want to talk about stats tonight for some reason. But yeah, BC won. Um, CJ is right, and even even if he is a homer, they're the hottest team in the CFL right now. I had I had two people say to me last night at the game that BC could win the Great Cup this year. Oh heaven forbid. Okay, make me want to throw up. Anyways, but as many people have pointed out to me over the last two years, it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. Because playoffs are a whole different thing. So, there you go. Go ahead. Charles? Yes? Is that you? Is what? Me? Or is that is that actually Homer? That was That's Homer. That's Homer. Is that really Homer? Because it sure sounded like yeah. Charles. No, it was a Homer. Homer. It was Homer. That was Homer. Okay. Yep. And I, I just want you to know that Batman doesn't have chubby cheeks. How could you tell? I had a mask. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. If you saw Adam West in his costume in his 80s, he'd have chubby cheeks. <laughs> Possibly, Adam West is dead. Okay, let's not pick on him. I guess you could kind of tell. I don't know. Yep. Okay. 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 I've okay, had okay. that mask since I was eleven. But go on. You're a little. Your head has your your head hasn't grown since you were eleven. Oh, it's grown. It's a hell. It's I have a hell of a time getting that thing off. I regretted putting it on as soon as I did, but. Anyways, 
Okay. Is it so, my turn to talk about the game yet? Or yes, it's your to turn to talk first? about it. Please talk okay. about football. Yeah, okay. I didn't wear that mask at the game. I, maybe I should have. Uh, no, uh, this was oh. a fun game to be there in advance um, or in person. Uh, it was close for a while in the first quarter. I was a little worried early on. Lions fell behind 12 nothing uh, right out of the gate, and then Chris Rainey happened. And that turned the game around for a while, but Edmonton actually had the lead at halftime. They were up, I believe, it was 22-17 to 17 going into the half. That's correct. Uh, yes. And yep. then BC basically won the game on three straight drives in the third quarter. Um, when you talk about a team taking a game over, that's what the Lions did in the third quarter. They completely dominated the third quarter. The Edmonton Eskimos in the third quarter got one first down on offense. It happened zero on the points. Fi- zero points and one first down. It happened on the final play of the third quarter was when they got their first down. Um, the Lions just overpowered them in the second half, both on offense and defense. This was really the first time, I think, maybe even this entire year, that the BC Lions offense was firing on all cylinders. And if this is going to be a sign of things to come, this is going to be a very, very dangerous team going into the playoffs. Travis Lule had uh, he had a slow start to this game. In fact, he only had 37 yards passing at the half. The Lions passing game was not exactly on, on target in the first half. That changed in a real hurry in the third quarter, and he figured out the secret, I think, was throwing the ball deep to DeVere Posey because every time he did that, it ended up in the end zone. He had a spectacular game. Brian Burnham had a good game. He had 71 yards uh, and a touchdown. He also had a touchdown called back early in the game game, on a stupid off. uh, Yeah, I believe so on a stupid offside penalty that had nothing to do with the play. I mean, I know they've got to call it, but it sucks to have a play like that called back. Um, but, yeah, the Lions, they took over in the uh, second half, and Edmonton really was not in the game. I know they made it somewhat close at the end. And uh, I'm sorry, I gotta, I'm going to have to bring this up. What the hell is Jason Moss thinking when they have a first down <laughs> on the BC, I think they were at about the 32-yard line. They were at the 32-yard line. Let's yeah. kick a field goal. So you kick the field goal, okay, you've got within a touchdown. But the th- problem is that only makes logical sense if you're going to kick an onside kick. But you kicked it deep, and you never got the ball back. If you're going to do it like that, fine. You're going to do that and make it a one-score game, fine. But then you've got to kick an onside kick. Kicking it deep with under two minutes, all BC basically has to do is get two first downs, which is exactly what they did. So I don't get what that was. I don't understand it. It didn't make any sense to me. And uh, from hearing a lot of other people talk, I, I don't think it made sense to many other people either. So, I don't know. That was just ridiculous as far as I'm concerned. And I don't know. 
I didn't even really hear Jason Moss's explanation of it. I guess it was he's like, well, we had, we had, well, I think what he said is we were confident our defense was going to get us the ball back. Did he watch the third quarter at all? This defense was not stopping the BC Lions offense. Why, at that point, you have any confidence in your defense when they've just been torched? I, it didn't make any sense. I'm sorry, this guy. If this guy's a coach uh, in Edmonton next year, uh, I'm really questioning what's going wrong. But yeah, it was a great game for the Lions. It was an exciting game to be at, and I was happy to win the uh, see the game. And uh, Lions, strange. Thinking back to August the 25th, the Lions got beaten at home by Saskatchewan. Their only home loss of the season, and at that point they were three and six. And if you would have said to anybody that with three week, with still two weeks left to go in the season, the Lions would have a playoff uh, spot sewn up, they'd have looked at you. They probably would have tried to have you committed because I don't think anyone would have thought that. But that's what happens. So unreal. Not, so I'm really looking not forward even to that, seeing Charles. Charles. They can actually they can host gonna, a playoff game. Yes, which is bizarre in its own right. So they could host uh, the playoff game. Yeah, exciting uh, time for BC, considering at this time last year we were playing out the string and just getting ready for the off season. So exciting times, an exciting football game, and a good win for the Lions. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, actually, uh, going back to this Jason Moss call, if, if you think about it, if they put the ball in the end zone, then they only have to get back to, like, what, the 45-yard line to kick a field goal? Right. Sean White can pound it in from 52. They were already they at the 32. They were already at the 32. You're, you're just making them come down the march down the field twice instead of one and a half. It didn't. It made no logical sense. I cannot find a football person out there that made that made sense to. You you remember way back, and I keep bringing this up, but you remember this game when Don Matthews went for a two-point conversion at the end of the game instead of one point to tie it. He went for the win instead of the tie, and they failed, Mm -hmm. and they lost the game. And his answer was that – we would never win in overtime in BC Place. It would, it's too noisy. It's, it was too loud in BC Place. We would never have been able to run our offense. That made sense to me. Not at the time. I looked at it and go, what the fuck are you doing, you idiot? Why don't you go for the tie? When he says that he doesn't think that his team would have been able to perform their offense with the noise level in BC Place Stadium, I agree with him. I don't think there's an answer for Jason Moss why he did this. It's stupid. Yeah, and what made it even more ridiculous is that drive that the Eskimos were on where they got the field goal, that was really the first time in the entire second half that they were actually moving the ball on offense. They actually had a little bit of momentum happening. So why they wouldn't just keep going, hell, Maybe you go two and out and you kick the field goal anyways. But on first down, they're putting their field goal unit. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Did, did they not know that they got the first down? And then I, just, I didn't, I don't, under, 
I didn't understand the call then. I still don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. Well, there, there's no logic to it, buddy. There isn't. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Completely illogical. I'm with you on this one. Okay. Mark, did you watch the game, buddy? No, again, I had to work, so I had this one on the radio as well. I had this one on you, you the radio. You, you got to kind of curb this down. This working seems to be interfering with your social activities. Trust me, it is. I'm not enjoying it very much. Yeah. Uh, but really, a lot of the problem with Edmonton, aside from that lovely defense they have, um, you look at their running game. They ran the They're, ball. They have a running game? They ran the ball 15 times. Mike Riley had more than 50% of those runs. C.J. Gable ran the ball six times. He is a breakout running back. He can turn up yards. He can run half yards. They never use him. The odd time no. they do, they win. The odd time they use him, they win. And this is why Edmonton's where they are. He carried the ball six is, times. Yeah. It, it, and even that Martise Jackson, the only, he only had one. Riley had eight carries. It's ridiculous. You're not going to beat a team like VC or really anybody when you're running on the ball like that. You at least have to try. Um, and that's really, what, what to me, what it came down to was play calling and execution. And you're running the ball that few times. And you look at BC, you might have a running back controversy there pretty quick with Jeremiah Johnson because I don't know if he's getting back on the field. Well, he's I, just, I don't think there, there's no there's no controversy right now. I think that it, the, the I think it belongs to Sutton right now. Oh yeah, completely different runner, and he he has slid right in. Um, he's going to be able to give Lule that little bit of extra time he needs because of his running threat, and he showed that he broke off a whole bunch of big runs at big times. Yeah, well, and his blocking was amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys watch that part of the game. I do. I just I watch oh, yeah. the running backs blocking. It was just yeah. un- unbelievable what he was doing. He took on CJ uh, JC Sherrod a couple times and won. Mm-hmm. That's about it, though. Yeah. Okay. BC was um, full marks for the win. The one thing about Tyrell Tyrell Sutton that I didn't know. And I really wouldn't have, unless it was pointed out by Chris Cutberg. I think that's his name, right? That was calling the game. Cuthbert. Cuthbert, whatever. Um, but thank you. Um, he seeks out contact. He looks to hit somebody when he's running. He bounces off of people. Like you're going to come and tackle him. He's going to hit, put your, his shoulder down, hit you, and run right through you. He could try to avoid these people, but no, he turns into them. I I was looking at him going, man, he just became my favorite player. I just loved the, the, the abuse that he was putting on players and, and bouncing off of them like a pinball. I, I, it just blew me away. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Okay. That's it, isn't it? Will, you went... Yep. Yep. BC Lions, 42. Edmonton Eskimos, 32. 
great game. Charles, you picked them 31-24, out by a many. Will, 31-18, out by a few more. Mark, 32-27, now nah, you're closer. Chris, Edmonton? You picked Edmonton? She picks them 38-36 and gets the gold star. Okay, yo, look at that. CJ just pulls in front of Charles. Right, right, right. We were a tie. For Boom. a grand total of three points. No, that makes nine or ten for me, isn't it? I don't know. I, think it's 11. I don't know. No, that's at the end of I the week. We're, we've still got some games to talk about. Okay. Right? Okay, so the next game was the Montreal-Toronto. Montreal-Alouettes, Toronto Argonauts, the two cellar dwellers from the East. They both have missed the playoffs. Now they're fighting for pride. They're fighting for a position that says that I'm not the worst in the CFL. Okay, that's, that's the bottom line. Johnny Manziel actually wants to get a win. Okay, he's, he's going to get a win sometime this year. Or next, or maybe not. Who knows? But he's trying to get a win here, and probably should have if there wasn't some bonehead calls by the coach. Um, Beside the point. So this was an interesting game. It was unique. It was kind of pathetic. It wasn't well played by either team. But do you know what happened? There was a CFL record set in this game. Did you guys know that? I think it was a CFL record. Are you talking or about Lewis? No, no, no. Lewis Ward plays for Ottawa. Yeah. I thought that's who you... Oh, right. Yeah, right. Okay. Did James uh, Franklin set a record was in it, this game? Was, that, was yes. It, it, was James, it was James Franklin. It wasn't most time a player's name has been used uh, during a broadcast <laughs> when he's not even touching the ball. No, that wasn't no, it. that's Johnny Manziel. Okay. Uh, this was actually James Franklin with 14 rushing touchdowns in one season, breaking Doug Flutie's record. That's right. Did you guys know that? I he remember did I what? didn't hear that after act, yes. Sorry, he did what? 14 rushing touchdowns. Oh, okay. Breaking Doug Most Flutie's by, record. Yeah. Most by a quarterback in one season. Was that a quarter? Yeah, okay. I don't know. I really didn't pay attention. I just heard that. Uh, and, you know, everybody keeps asking where Chris Schultz is because he's not on the TSN panel. And everybody loves Chris Schultz. He was awesome. And then his dad died. And he really had a problem. He never came back. And he came back for a couple shows. Then he left again. And it, and it was really weird. We haven't seen or heard Chris Schultz since. And now we got this other idiot in there with bad hair called Jim Barker. Um. And, and the panel rotates all over the place, and, but Chris still hasn't come back. Well, I was listening to Sirius XM because that's how I listen to my games when I'm driving. And uh, Chris Schultz is doing the color for the play-by-play on TSN 1040 in Toronto doing the Argos games all, all year. And he did every game. So, and, and this is kind of weird to me. Um, Argos only broadcast their home games. TSN follows the Riders or the Argos. You can listen to every Argo game on TSN 1050, but they simulcast the game 
from where it's being played. So Toronto fans would have to listen to Rod Peterson call the game. Poor Who bastards. wants to do that? Think about that. Would you want to listen to the BC Lions play Saskatchewan and listen to Rod Peterson? That's gross. Uh, I wouldn't listen, I don't think. I'd be getting updates from the internet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, this was the game. It was in Toronto. It was in BMO Field, the last game on the old turf. Getting replaced next week. So, Charles, start us off. First of all, uh, if you watched this entire game right from start to beginning, you have my respect. Uh, you fell asleep. Because this, oh, I, 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 I was in and out, and from what I saw, it was not exactly a masterpiece. God, that's... <sighs> comparing the two games we had seen before and then trying to watch this one, it was so night and day, it wasn't even funny. Um I actually expected Montreal to win because I thought that they were playing better football in the last little bit. They had been, but um, uh, Johnny Manziel, that elusive first game, um, first win, win eludes them again. Uh, he didn't play poorly. He had 220 yards, touchdown interception. He was 76%. Uh, James Franklin is playing pretty well, with the exception of the two interceptions he threw. He didn't throw a touchdown, but he also had that record like he did. He ran for two touchdowns. Uh, Armani Edwards with a good game, six catches for 106 yards. This was, I mean, this was a mean-nothing game, and you could really tell it was a mean-nothing game because they were there, but nothing spectacular. Their hearts weren't really in it. They they were playing for pride, and give them credit. They went out and played hard, but there was just nothing, no real drama in this game. Like I said, with all the other games, there was something on the line. This one was just kind of there. Um, it's kind of like people saying, well, I watch exhibition games on TV just because I like football. That's why you would probably watch this one. Although I was somewhat... Um, uh, impressed with the running back, William Stanback from um, Montreal, yeah. who had 118 yards. He had a nice game. Um, but uh, Johnny Football, 10 carries, yeah. Now, one of the carries was a 72-yard 70, scamper, but, you know, it's still pretty impressive. Um, and I like the looks of Brandon Burks, this running back they got in Ottawa. He's basically been in playing ever since uh, James Wilder Jr. went down with an injury. And he in wasn't Toronto. used a lot in this game. Oh, sorry, in Toronto. He wasn't used a lot in this game. He had uh, eight carries for 44 yards. Uh, but he's also decent catching the ball. He had four catches out of the backfield. Deron Carter, I keep forgetting he plays for Toronto. He had a grand total of two catches. I think uh, he forgets he's playing for Toronto, too. Uh, apparently so does the quarterback. So, uh, But a good win for Toronto. I mean, it, it's meaningless, of course, because neither one of these teams is bound for the playoffs, but at least they went out and uh, showed whatever fans showed up at their, at um, BMO Field. At least they got them a win to end off the season. It doesn't have the attendance posted. I think there's a reason for that. But anyways. 
It was tw- over 20,000 at the BC game. Yes, there was. I know that's not amazing to, to some uh, some states, but it is for BC. It's better than it's been. <laughs> uh, there was not in Toronto, though. But uh, anyways. Yeah. Okay. William. Yes, this was mic. a D, this was a this was a DNW game for me because I decided to go to the zoo instead. The zoo. The zoo being the parking lot at McMahon Stadium to watch all the freaks. How does that? Oh, right. oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's okay. that makes more sense. Yeah. So I so I didn't watch the game at all. Yeah. Okay. As a matter of fact, I, I actually I watched the last three minutes on the on the board at at McMahon Stadium and. Montreal almost won, but they didn't. So, oh well. But yeah, I didn't watch the game. Sorry. Manziel got had seventy six percent completion percentage. Yippee! He was twenty three for thirty. That's not bad. Yippee. He had four four hundred yards of offense. Yippee! I know he's, he's not playing bad. I don't know why everybody's picking on him. <laughs> I like Will's responses. <laughs> Funny. Yippee. Yeah. Giddy up. I'm I I am I'll be the first to admit, I will be curious to see how he does next year. Okay. Yep. Hell did who did you Here's a little stat for you. Uh, for the last 40 years, Andre the Giant has successfully held the record for most beers consumed in a single sitting. During a six-hour period back in 76, he drank 119 standard 12-ounce beers. Isn't that Somebody why was, he died at like 50, 60 years old? 119 beer. How do you do that? Weigh 500 pounds, it's probably I'm, not hard. Yeah. I'm just wondering, how you, did you pull that out of thin air? Where did that come from? Uh, oh, it's over on the Winnipeg Jets Bombers armchair coaches. Okay, that makes a little more sense. Well, it basically says that Bomber fans are going to try to beat the record. Good luck to them. Well, see, the whole thing is there's no way that the Bombers game is going to last six hours. <laughs> and 115 Wait. beers, if those are stadium beers, the guy will be broke way before that. That depends. It could rain at the Bomber game. That could last six hours. Oh, well, yeah. We could get some, like, lightning and shit. We had that at the start of the year, so. Yeah. Good plan. I'm okay guys. without rain and lightning. I'm okay with another one of those games. You stuck around for the end of that one. Yeah. Oh, well. As for this game, reality is it came, the, as bad as it was, it came down to one play to me. Why are you throwing an ice-cold quarterback in for a Hail Mary throw? Yeah, I forgot to bring that legs. up. You're right. Wasn't that the quote? He had fresh legs. Mm. What the hell does fresh legs have to do with throwing a hail mary? You're throwing it. 
I, well, d- it, I don't get arm it. Arm strength more than anything, right? Manziel doesn't have the arm strength to do it. And, 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 and the coach just didn't want to say that. And people were kind of dissing Manziel for at the end of the game. He didn't stay around on the field. He just ran off the field. He was probably a little pissed. It was probably the best thing he could do was to get off the field. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody talks about – picks on him for what he says in front of the camera, for, for, for his actions, for his words, for everything, right? So what does he do? He just removes himself from the controversy. Very mature play. Yes. I don't know if it was me. I would be, and somebody stuck a microphone in my face after something like that, it wouldn't end up good. It just made no sense why they would do that. Yeah, Pipkin's got a stronger arm, but he's also coming in completely ice cold. Oh, we threw a couple of passes on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. It just made no sense whatsoever. None. Really, that's about it. I didn't watch much of the game. Okay. Montreal-Toronto, it was sad. I watched the end of the game, and I actually felt bad for Johnny football because I think he deserved to be able to try to win the game. He deserved it. I mean, he he played a good game. But bottom line is he didn't. They lost. Final score was Toronto 26, Montreal 22. And all of you picked Montreal except for me. I picked Toronto 28-24, which is not bad. You know, I was only out by four points. No, that's not true. I was out by four points. And I was the only one that picked Toronto. So CJ gets his second gold star of the week. Second. Unbelievable. He's on a roll. He's on a roll. He's pulling away from Charles and going after Will now. Okay, last game. This was a biggie. Saskatchewan Rough Riders go into McMahon and wallpaper the place in green. Fuck, I hate it when that happens. I absolutely hate it when that happens. You know what? If you guys are traveling with the team and coming to the stadium to support your team, great. But if you've moved away from your shithole province and gone to work somewhere else and taking jobs and and, and working in the community somewhere else, get rid of the green. You can still cheer for the riders, but don't go in there and take over a stadium. It really bothers me. It really bothers me. It bothers me whether it's Calgary, Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto. I don't give a shit where it is. It bothers me. And I love the fact you support your team, but get over it already. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. Saskatchewan, Calgary. McMahon Stadium. Charles, take us away, bro. I only saw bits and pieces of this game. Um, uh, I was getting uh, checking updates on my phone because I was out at a birthday uh, uh, party last night, and um, I really was surprised at this because I I didn't see them winning two in a row. Um, or excuse me, Ooh. I didn't see. Sorry, I didn't see the um, Stampeders losing two in a row. 
at home because they've been such a good and dominant team uh, for so long at home. Uh, I just didn't see them losing another one uh, at home back-to-back. I thought they were really going to pull it out and uh, put up a better effort than they did. But this team is clearly not the team we saw earlier in this season. Uh, This is a team that's quite frankly... um, virtually decimated in their receiving um, core. Uh, I know they've got some decent players um, back, uh, guys like Eric Rogers, guys like uh, Chris Matthews and so on who have come in. And those are talented guys, but they're just not the same as the guys that they're replacing. And uh, Boley Levi Mitchell is looking rather ordinary. He has for the last few weeks, even before the loss to B.C., in a couple of wins previous to that, he wasn't looking good in those games. They were winning, but just not very, uh, not uh, very convincingly. So it was a yeah. It was a surprise to me that Saskatchewan was able to go in there. Hey, their offense finally scored more than one touchdown. Hell, they had been prob- they were having problems um, scoring one touchdown let alone more than one, but they got a couple, both rushing touchdowns. So Zach Kolaris, even with the 352 yards passing, still not able to put up a passing touchdown. Now, he did lead them for rushing touchdowns, so you can't blame the guy for that, but, you know, it's been a while since he's thrown a touchdown pass. Um, Cameron Marshall had a a decent game rushing the ball for uh, Saskatchewan. 11 for 76. I like his, the addition they've made of him. He's been a good running back for them. Uh, this Jordan Williams-Lambert, another big game at receiver for Saskatchewan. Five catches, 113 yards. Uh, this guy's kind of come out of nowhere this year and is really performing very well. And again, um, a big reason for their win for the Riders, their kicker, Brett Lowther, Lauer, Lowther, five for five, and their defense, quite frankly, um, played well again. It shut down Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, um, so, yeah, you got to give this. They did. They were better on offense, but still I think the defense and the kicking game really were the, the catalyst for this win for the uh, Riders. Um, so, yeah, the Calgary, this team's not doing well. These, these uh, last couple of seasons... Calgary has been the league favorite to win the Grey Cup going into the playoffs. I don't think there's any way you can say that right now because they're just playing um, really, um, you know, not very good football right now. Um, Yes, that's uh, because they're banged up quite a bit on offense, but that defense is pretty much at full strength, and they're not playing anywhere near the, um, uh, the type of football we saw them play early. You gotta wonder to yourself: Did this Calgary team peak too early, earlier in the season? That's at least a question that people are going to be asking. So, that's it for me. True, true, true. I mean, they were nine and zero, weren't they? They were. And I remember a certain person. They're going to go for eighteen and zero this season. Yeah, well, that, that did, didn't that quite did, work that out. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. But you say that the Calgary is usually the the front runner, the favorite going into the off season to win the Grey Cup because of their dominant play throughout the regular season. 
I can't argue with you at all. And I can't argue with the fact that you said that they are not the favorite going into this offseason right now because they are not. There's no way they are. Who is? I don't think there is one. I I don't think you can pick one right now. There is no favorite going into this offseason. No, it's so up in the air, and this season has been so up and down that it's really hard to to um, pick a favorite because it's just um, it has been so back and forth. Yeah, it, it it's it's amazing, and it, it it really is amazing. It's a fabulous season. I'm enjoying it. Will, Will, talk to us about the Calgary game. You were there. Just just so you know, Christopher Jones, uh, not only this season, but last season and the season before that, I told you the Stampeders would go 18-0, and 0, okay? I say that every year. Cause I, I am looking to win this game 38 nothing. I, I, am, I am looking for perfection, okay? And and not that I'm, I, I'm not angry at you about this kind of thing, about bringing that up. I just wanted to mention one thing before I get started. You know what? There's a certain person who called me out on Facebook today, not by really? name, but I knew who he was talking. I knew who he was talking about. You know what? All I have to say to him is, you were too illiterate to be on the podcast. So, excuse the expression. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Anyways, getting back to the game, um, Calgary's defense. Wait a minute. Calgary didn't have a defense. They could not they could not stop Saskatchewan at all. And and even though I don't believe that kickers are football players, um three points matter and they let them get down far enough to kick some field goals and score some touchdowns. Their defense, I don't know where their defense went. I don't know what was wrong. I have no clue. I'm not going to say that Saskatchewan's offense was that good because their offense is not that good. I don't know where Calgary's defense was. Um, Couldn't make tackles, couldn't stop first downs, just went on and on and on all night long. Um, And I think part of the reason Calgary's offense didn't do that well was because they did not get on the field as much as they should. There was, uh, I do believe at the end of the game, there was a uh, 10-minute difference in possession. Anyways, <laughs> um, you know, their offense was non-existent in the first half, but they did come and and look better than they had in the second half. Bo Levi Mitchell has to learn how to Run the ball when the opportunity is there. The pick, the pick, the interception he got in the uh, in the uh, second half in the end zone, he could have ran that ball into the end zone and scored easily. But instead, he decided to throw it into coverage, and he threw it right to the Saskatchewan guy. So, um, you know what? I uh, there's nothing I can say. This is the first time this is the first time in 5 years that Calgary has lost back-to-back meaningful games. Last year they dropped two in a row at the end of the season but they didn't mean anything. This is the first year they've dropped two meaningful games. 
in a row. And uh, But on the other hand, maybe this is the experience they need so they don't lose in the playoffs or so they don't lose in the Grey Cup. Because I'm pretty sure there's going to be, well, there is going to be one playoff game in Calgary, and Calgary is not going to be a good place to play. So whoever wants to come on down, come on down. Let's see what happens. That's all I have to say. Well, I did get a text this morning at some ungodly hour. Um, fortunately, I was up. I think it was like 4.30 in the morning or something like that. Um, from Todd Mogi, And he said right now that any team that thinks going through the East would be easier than going through the West is, is an idiot or something stupid like that. What was the quote this morning? Did you guys see it? It was like I did stupid. not. Uh, or I, I think I saw something about that. I just don't remember what it was. I don't remember. The, he the said extent. something to the effect about it'd be easier to go through Calgary than anywhere yeah. in the East or something like that. Here it is. Fuck the crossover. Going through Calgary is your best bet. Yeah, okay, Todd Mogie. You come on down to Calgary. Winnipeg ain't going to get that far. They, they they ain't even got their punch for the playoffs yet. Ooh, go Eskimos. Okay. Sorry, I'm just having fun. Okay, um, Mark, you're next. Got you in Calgary. Uh, Will is definitely right. Saskatchewan's offense was, or sorry, defense was shit. That's probably the worst game I've seen out of them three, four years. They just, Saskatchewan ran the ball down their throats at times, and it was interesting to watch how befuddled the linebackers looked. There was a ton of missed tackles, which you'd never see out of Calgary. And still with their offense, and it kind of showed again, Mitchell is basically in preseason games right now with some of these receivers trying to figure out their tendencies, and they have to figure out his. Going forward, and it showed on the weekend, going forward, Calgary could be in trouble with the offense. They really have to get the eyes on track. I thought Rodgers would be quicker to come back. but uh, Really, that's about it. It came down to... Saskatchewan's offense beat out, beat up the Calgary defense. That's about it. Go ahead. It was a good game. Okay? And you know what? Good for Saskatchewan to make a comeback after being smacked around 31 nothing. Okay? They came back and said that they're an okay game. They're an okay team. But, you know, coming up this week, coming in, you're, you're not – Bomber fans are think that their team is the hottest piece of shit on the planet right now. And you know what? Your O-line isn't that good. Your quarterback doesn't like pressure. And BC's defensive line is the hottest in the league right now. So, you know what? Zach Claris is going to be running for his life. He's going to be throwing picks. And you guys are going to be shutting quiet in Mosaic Stadium. It's going to be so quiet you can drop it here at dime drop. Okay, 
Forget it, man. You guys are not winning out the season. The Lions are coming in and taking two points from you in your house. We're going to come in there and shit in your carpet. Did I say that? Did I really just say that? Yes, I did. Okay. Saskatchewan, Calgary. Saskatchewan, 29. Calgary Stampeders, 24. Charles, Will, Mark, Chris, pick Calgary. CJ, pick Saskatchewan to win, 2-1. to one. Didn't matter what the score was. Saskatchewan was going to win, and they did. CJ's third. I, just call me Devere Posey because I did a natural hat trick. Three in a row in the third. Boom, boom, boom. 21 points. Okay, so... <laughs> oh god I really gotta stop doing this but it's so much fun okay so that's the end of the wraps up of those games and did you guys just like tag me in a post because I want to go I did. see this <laughs> way to go bro I did. <laughs> you're a shit disturber oh yeah they showed it, it I, to you I love it I love it I love it Yep. All right. Wow. You're going to call out my podcast like that? You're going to get smacked about. Absolutely smacked about. Okay. (laughs) Oh, and you you know what? Rhonda liked it. Well, (laughs) duh. (laughs) All you need now is Brendan to put it. I'm sorry. (laughs) <laughs> Brendan and Kelly, maybe even Mike. <laughs> okay, uh, so much for that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, I'm 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 having odds with this one because I'm really kind of pissed off at the NFL's comment on this, and I'm trying to figure out how to do it justifiably. And one guy, I'm I'm reading this this post. Okay, the post is all about. Oh, hang on. I skipped a segment only because I can't read this thing because the printer didn't work. Okay, give me a second. Give me a second. Okay, after this week, and let's take a look at the latest playoff scenario. I hate it when people say scenario. It's not right. No, no, you can't say that. Okay, so where are we here? Boom, boom. Yeah, well, it was a little much, but you know what? We're okay with it. So this is the Three Down Nation update on what's going on in the playoffs this weekend. Okay, coming up. This is after after all the games of Week 19. Calgary can clinch the Western Division and a first-round bye with a win over Winnipeg next week or a loss by Saskatchewan. Okay? So if Calgary beats Winnipeg or Saskatchewan loses, Calgary's clinched the top spot in the Western Division. Of course it's going to happen. BC's going to Saskatchewan. Okay, Saskatchewan can clinch a home playoff date with a win, tie, or a loss by two points or less over BC. So if BC, and I think that's wrong, I think it's three points or less, because I think BC has to score four points more than the Riders. Yes, because it's a three, uh, they won they by three, so it's the... They won by three, so we have to win by four. So we have to win by four points. Okay, so if BC wins by more than four points, Saskatchewan's out of there. Okay, so 
There we go. Winnipeg can clinch a playoff spot with a win over Calgary. That's possible. Winnipeg, a Winnipeg win eliminates Edmonton from the playoffs. Yes, we know that. The Riders can finish first in the West by beating BC and having Calgary lose its two remaining games. Wishful thinking. BC can still finish second in the West and host a playoff game. Yay! If they beat Saskatchewan by four points or more, thereby winning the season series, and by beating Calgary in week 21. Okay, so that's the West. Okay? If Edmonton wins, or Calgary loses, or Edmonton loses, they're eliminated. Now, I think this is a bye week for Edmonton, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yes, this week is. Right, and then week they play 20, Winnipeg in the final week, and then they play Winnipeg in the final week, which they have to yeah. win. Okay, yeah, and Winnipeg has to and Cal and Winnipeg has to lose two games. Edmonton has to beat them once. Okay, yeah. so there. Now that's the West Division. That's pretty much it. Does that? Okay, everybody grasp that one's pretty much each team has control of their own destiny within reason. Okay, they every team has to do something. They can't just sit around and watch things happen. Okay, so Ottawa can clinch the Eastern Division with a win over Hamilton. The Ticats need to win over the Red Blacks and also beat Montreal in week 21. And Ottawa would have to lose against Toronto in week 21 for Hamilton to be able to get the thing. So there's a lot of ifs in there. So I, I think the Ottawa pretty much has, has clinched the Eastern Division. I think Calgary's got the West sewed up pretty much what's going on here. That, that's my personal opinion. So the final down stretch, Calgary plays in Winnipeg and plays in BC. So Calgary's on the road for the rest of the season except for maybe a playoff game. Saskatchewan plays BC and then has a bye. Winnipeg plays Calgary, plays at, in Edmonton. BC plays at Saskatchewan and then at home to Calgary. And Edmonton has a bye and then plays Winnipeg. So that's the schedule for the end of the rest of the year. I don't know. Up for grabs. Anybody can win. Anything. There's no, nobody right now I would say they don't have a hope in it. Well, maybe there's two Eastern teams that don't have a hope of winning the Grand Cup. Montreal. <laughs> well, I was actually thinking Ottawa and Hamilton, but that's besides the point. No. <laughs> You're correct. Montreal and Toronto have no hope. Ottawa and Hamilton have limited hope. Even Edmonton right so now could do this. What, Will? Go ahead. Sorry, so you're telling me that it is undecided yet? 100%. As far as, as, far as so just, there's no way that Saskatchewan's going to have to cross over. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, so it's either 
it's either Winnipeg, BC, or Edmonton. Correct. Saskatchewan, okay. Saskatchewan is the, the 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 lowest that they could be right now is third. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. I mean, right yeah. now they they actually have eleven wins. Everybody else has nine. Well, Edmonton has eight. Right. Okay, so they have eleven wins. So BC winning out the last two games would put them eleven points up. Saskatchewan would with eleven wins. Saskatchewan would have to lose their remaining game, and BC beats them by more than four points in their matchup. And then BC would have eleven, and Saskatchewan would have eleven, and we would win because we won the season <clears throat> series. So we would take okay, second. Yeah. BC would take second place. Okay. Okay. And Winnipeg Saskatchewan can, only has one game left. Only has one yeah, game left. The right. Against the BC. Okay. Winnipeg right. cannot take second place. Okay. Nope. So two two victories right now by Winnipeg would tie them with Saskatchewan, and Saskatchewan owns the season series, so they would win. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Edmonton with yep. eight points could only get to ten points. And that only matters if Winnipeg and BC lose both of the, their games, remaining games. And then Edmonton would be in third. They could be in third or fourth place. Edmonton. Oh. Okay? Yep. So that, that's basically how it could be. Calgary is either first or second. Saskatchewan is first, second, or third. Winnipeg is um, third, fourth, or fifth. BC third or fourth and Edmonton could be third or fourth or fifth 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 okay does that that clarifies anything does there any clear questions as mud, yeah. clear as mud clear as mud um, I think it's exciting Saskatchewan could be in first place if Calgary drops their next two games. That would make it four in a row at the end of the season. Wow. And if that's the case, you don't have to watch Calgary for the rest of the year because they ain't going to win shit. Yeah, and, well, and that's correct. And Saskatchewan, who do they play their, their, their last games? They play BC. No, they, have, they play BC. So Saskatchewan would have to beat BC, and Calgary would have to drop two games. Two right. more games. Right. Okay. So that, to be honest, that's, you. Sorry. Go on. Go ahead, Charles. No. Go I ahead. was just gonna say, if I'm Saskatchewan, I don't think I want uh, first place because of that buy in the last week. Then you're going three weeks between games. That doesn't normally work well. No. Yeah, but that also means that also means Christopher Jones can come up or Chris Jones can come up with some ridiculous, stupid defense to throw everybody off for the for the Western final, which he is good at. And if he has three weeks if he has three weeks to plan for that, oh my god. Okay. Yeah, because he he would have the two different defenses depending on which team won the semifinal. And then the next week he would just uh, kind of implement his plan over the next seven days. But but I am so bitter about yesterday's game that I uh, I would like Saskatchewan to have first place 
and Calgary goes to Saskatchewan for the Western final and kicks their ass. How does that sound? That I honestly don't think that that is a good idea. That would be the ultimate. That would be the ultimate for me. Sorry. Okay. No. The only way that I am really happy with this right now is if Saskatchewan ends up in third place. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's the only way because any team going into Regina right now to play a playoff game is at a disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm almost. You know, screw what Todd Mogi said. I think the East might be a route because if there's a game that's got to be played in Saskatchewan, I don't want to be it. I don't want my team in it. I would rather be oh, in second on. place. And, and, come on. And, and, and Winnipeg comes up. No. Live dangerously. Come on. I want Winnipeg over to the crossover. I do not want to go into Saskatchewan for the semi. No. But you know no. what? And, and we can – we can talk about Calgary not dropping four games at the end of the season, but it's it's very possible. Okay. Well, not they really. Play, they play. Yes, they play Winnipeg. Winnipeg is not a bad team, regardless of they what they play. You Winnipeg think. and BC. And they play BC, and BC's gonna. I mean, to they want to they want to play well, so. I, I, yeah, 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 It's kind of scary, but the only difference is I don't think you'll see a Calgary defense like you saw last night ever this season. Again. I hope. I okay? hope not. I hope not. I it was hope just not. Downright, it was just downright scary how bad they how bad they were. It was embarrassing. Yes, okay, it was. So. Okay, so let's let's just look at this for a second. Calgary and and Winnipeg playing. Is there a clear-cut winner? No. I don't think so. No. Okay? BC Calgary, is there a clear-cut winner? No. I don't think so. Probably not. No. Saskatchewan BC. Clear-cut winner? No. No, no. I don't think so. No. Well, okay. if I'm a Saskatchewan fan, I say you don't have a chance. Of course, and you know what? I don't care. I they think say that to the other team in every game. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. E- even when they're at zero and twenty-eight or something like that, uh, you know. Um, Winnipeg. We've already done the Calgary game, and Winnipeg and Edmonton. Yeah, I, I would lean towards Winnipeg on this one, but Edmonton has to be desperate. Okay, so I, yeah, I, but, I think that that's, then... that's a that's a game that is could could very well be, be called right now. Okay. And the last game of the season there is because the BC, both BC games we've already done the Edmonton against Winnipeg. Oh, we've done that one too. So yeah, there, there, there's only one out of all of those games that I would say is, you know, a callable game. Nobody has an easy route to the playoffs. Nope. Okay, nope. Winnipeg may have the advantage over Edmonton, but Winnipeg and Calgary—that's you know what? They, Calgary right now is a wounded animal, and I don't like wounded animals. They're dangerous. They can be most dangerous, even though they haven't looked all that dangerous the last two weeks. But now they got There's somewhere in that locker room they have to find some pride. They do. 
Yeah, because they haven't looked dangerous on offense, well, since the receivers all started going down. In six What's weeks. that, five weeks? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go out and, you know, and Bo Levi's looking ordinary. He's looking normal to me. He just he's doesn't have a stellar team around him. Yeah, I don't care what he's going to Okay. Let's move on. Move on, move on, move on, move on. I got to jump over to Word right now because I can't read this document. Uh, BC Lions DB Gary Peters got run over by Edmonton receiver after another uh, after taunting and showboating, and the video has gone viral. Did he get what he deserves? Okay. Yes and no. Okay. Yeah, you you don't do shit like that, and he probably, you know, could have got slapped about a bit. But the guy speared him with his helmet. He was hit him right in the forehead with his helmet. Okay? That's a penalty, which didn't get called. And I think the league should be fining him. Now, am I being a homer by saying this? No, I think that that, the rules are the rules. You can't do that. And off the air before the the show, I was talking to Mark about this. And it's, it's like me taunting Mark in a bar. Going, come on, come on, buddy, let's go, let's go, let's let, let's go. It. I'm going to take a round out of you. And Mark pulling out a gun and shooting me. Yeah, I was taunting you. I was being an idiot. I was being a stupid drunk. But you can't do that to somebody. But you'd still and learn with, your lesson, wouldn't you? I'd be dead. <laughs> but, if you're dead, not really. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead, right? But it's um, the Edmonton receiver. Yeah, he might have been pissed off, but you can't just you can't pull a gun on somebody. You can't lead with your helmet. It's a penalty. It's a finable offense. Okay? I don't care whether you think the DB got what he deserved cuz he didn't. He didn't deserve that. Did he deserve something? Yes. You don't do stupid shit like that. I don't like taunting. He didn't deserve to get taken down that way. Sorry. Okay, that's my opinion. It's only my opinion. Mark. It's you, buddy. Well, as you know, CJ, I agree with you. But like I had said earlier, I watched that about 15, 20 times before I even noticed the headshot. The whole play itself, up until the headshot, is utterly hilarious. With the headshot headshot thrown in, it needs to be fined right away. And and the official needs to get slapped for not calling it. Yeah, well, they can't slap the officials because they need to keep them around. It... It, it definitely he targeted. It wasn't like he brought his head in to hit. He targeted with his helmet. So that to me is intent to injure. He should have been kicked out. This shows where the rules do need to change. You should be able to kick a guy out immediately on stuff like that. That's really it's about it. It was ridiculous. It was hilarious, and but became ridiculous. Yeah, without question. Charles, 
The yeah, funny I'm thing kinda... is, you're, you're at the game. I watched every minute of the game. Neither one of us saw this play. No, I didn't see it until well after the game was over. And, uh, yeah, I snickered a little bit at it, but then I looked at it a little bit closer. And he went full speed, helmet to helmet. Uh, that should have been flagged, and that should have been, probably should have actually been a suspension, or not a suspension, but uh, game misconduct, or throw him out of the game, because quite frankly, he was full-fledged right um, head-to-head, and that that's something the league is really trying to get away from. Um, I'll be very interested be, to be watching this week to see if that receiver received the fine from the CFL, because at the very least, that deserved the fine, because quite frankly, it was a, a pretty... Uh, Nasty headshot. Thankfully, uh, Gary Peters wasn't hurt. And yes, Gary Peters deserved to get run over because he was being, he was taunting, he was being pretty ridiculous, to be honest, and so on. And when you taunt people like that, you're going to get hit. But it doesn't justify a head, uh, a head-to-head shot. That that's uh, taking it uh, way above what it should be. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm going to be very interested to see if the league uh, lays out a fine there because they have been pretty good at fining players for the most part this year when they do stupid crap. Um, So um, I want to see what happens here and if um, this receiver gets fined. um, And Gary Peters, stop dancing and taunting people because that's what happens when you do it, and it's probably not a good idea. He's an idiot, okay? He shouldn't be doing yeah. shit like that on the field, okay? And and you know what? If you're going to do that, you better be able to back up your play. Now, granted, you didn't expect somebody to cheat, but really? Come on. Okay. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts on this one? I'm sorry. I laughed like an idiot like 43 times. Okay, because it was funny. Uh, it's funny as hell. You, Trust me, it is. And then after you guys mentioned it, then I looked closer and yeah, he hit him right in the forehead. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't like headshots. Never have. There was, there was, there was two plays in the Calgary game last night where one was uh, to uh, Lamar Durant. And uh, he ended up getting told to leave the game by the control panel or the guys upstairs because of concussion protocol. That was a cheap shot, in my opinion. It was a headshot. And actually, Dave Dickinson went after the player after the game. So, which Dave Dickinson, if anybody knows Dave Dickinson, he doesn't do those kind of things. But he thought it was an intent to injure. But yeah, you know what? If you're gonna, if it's all about choices, man. You know what? If you, if you open your mouth, hey, reap the percussion or the, the, you know what word I'm trying to use? Reap the whatever. Anyways, I can't talk. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was a headshot. Nobody called it, but don't taunt people because you're gonna piss guys off. I mean, we all know. Football is a purely emotional game. And if you hit the wrong button, 
You don't know what's going to happen. So there you go. Just be cautious. Yeah, you, you so. never know. I mean, you're walking down the streets in the city right now. You can't just <clears throat> badmouth somebody because you don't know whether he's going to pull a knife or pull a gun on you. That doesn't mean that he's right. just because he's, you know, we're both human beings means that you're both going to play fair. Okay? Nope. You, you, true. You, just, you don't know what you're going to do. You don't start mouthing people off because you don't know how they're going to respond. And obviously, Mr. Peters, you didn't expect this type of response because you're a, you got leveled out, you're laying on the ground, you're looking like a fool. Who, who was the other player? Who was the player who leveled them? Uh, I don't know. Anybody I've know? watched this. I think it I've was Mitchell. You, you could be right. But I'm not positive. I think it was okay. either Mitchell or Duke Williams, but I'm not sure exactly who it was. No, Duke Williams is too big. It wasn't Duke Williams. It was Mitchell. It was Mitchell. Yeah, yeah I'm okay. pretty sure it was yeah. Mitchell. Absolutely laid him out. Now, um, I don't know about you guys, but I watched the uh, the highlights of the BC Lions game, okay, over on CFL.ca. Uh, have you done that? Uh, I watched the TSN yes. highlights. I didn't see the CFL one. Okay, so, I, I, I mean, if you go back there and it goes the recap of the BC Lions uh, game, okay, so it's the video, and it's it's six minutes long, so this isn't going to work for me. I can't do it right now. But on one of – I think it was Devere Posey's – no, it, I think it was um, Rainey's touchdown. When it, the kick return touchdown? Yep. One of the BC Lion players fell face down on the hard. carpet, and he didn't move. Yeah, I saw that. I thought he died. What happened? Blew out his hamstring. He did, eh? Yep. He just dropped like a rock face down on the carpet and didn't yeah, move. Nobody touched him. He just went down like a stone. I saw that actually as it happened, although I was watching Rainey run the ball, but I did see him go down. I thought maybe he had just been knocked down or blocked or something, but after seeing the replay, you could tell he... He just fell. Uh, just something he, blew he was, out and down he, he went. Yeah, he was running downfield and just dropped like yeah. a rock. It was like a trust fall. He just went down. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's, that was not a good thing, but I didn't hear anything about what happened. So it was Menard lost his uh, – uh, David Menard, he blew out his hamstring. Okay, here it is. That's about all I know about It was. At, it's basically at the one-minute mark of the BC, BC Edmonton yep. recap on CFL.ca, at the one-minute mark. And you could see him. He, he kind of he, he, he stumbled, and then he went down, but his arms were to his side. He didn't, he didn't mm-hmm. break his fall. He just faced down into the carpet. It was pretty I don't think he, It just blew out. And I, I don't think he was expecting to go down. I think it just blew out, and he just went straight down and didn't really have time to react. Yeah. I thought he died. It it looked like his heart gave out and he just dropped dead. 
Okay. I'm I'm glad he's okay, sort of. Yeah. Sort of. Well, if you blow your hamstring, you're 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 not really okay, right? But at least it wasn't no. like a heart better attack or something. Yeah. yeah, better way better than death. I'll take a blown hamstring over death any day. Yeah. <laughs> just just that's just the kind of guy I am, okay? <laughs> it was yeah. like it was like that it was like that play in the in one of the Calgary games when when Devarius Daniels went down and he grabbed his chest and he fell like a rock. Yeah, yep. yeah, and I but said, did he the, like have a heart attack? You, you but, were asking if he had a heart attack. That's well, right. yeah, because he the, held his chest and then he was holding his arm as he was coming off. I thought, did yeah, he have a heart attack? Fact, no, he broke his collarbone. <laughs> yeah, but how do you break your collarbone? He wasn't hit. It had to have no, happened well, prior. Yeah. yeah, probably. He was just running down the field to catch the ball, and his arm broke. It's like yeah. spontaneous human combustion. <laughs> there's no, there's no explaining it. How, he, he touched and he broke his collarbone. No, there's, there's something Shit wrong there. weird. Shit happens. That's really weird. Okay, moving on. Brandon Banks will miss the remainder of the season with a fractured collarbone. Another big smack. How big of a blow is this to Hamilton's Grey Cup hopes? It's all of it. It literally is all of it. Brandon Banks is their offense. I don't know what they're going to do. Yes, Luke Tasker is wonderful, and yes, there's a couple others, but you know what? Their offense is Brandon Banks. I don't like anybody to get hurt. I doesn't matter what team they're on. I don't want, like I don't I don't get excited. I don't cheer an injury ever ever. That's not who I am. I'm not a fan of Brandon Banks. It's sad to see him go down in this way when he had when his team had a promising future this off season. Um, don't know what to say. I got nothing. Anything I say is going to get me in trouble. Mark, go ahead. Yeah, this really it's really a shame that he's gone down because that really is their great cup hope. They do have Sinkfield, which should help, but it's gonna still gonna take him a couple of games to get it into sync with the offense as well. Yeah. Um this puts a lot of pressure on Masoli now. Banks really was kind of his release valve because he was just as good catching the short passes as he was on the bombs. This is really, really going to affect them now. It'll be interesting to see the first game against Ottawa. That'll give us a good indication, but I would say this pretty much ends it. It's just too much to come back from when they've already got two other guys, as starters, that are out. Yeah. Really, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. Charles? Yeah, I can't see them going... Uh, onto the Grey Cup without Brandon Banks. He was such a huge part of their offense. He was the number one target for Jeremiah Mazzoli. He was their speedster. Well, you want to look at uh, his um, um, effect on the team. Look back to the home-and-home home they had with the BC Lions. They lose the game in overtime uh, to the Lions 
here in BC. Brandon Banks did not play in that game. The next week, Brandon Banks comes back. They play in Hamilton, and the Ticats won going away. That's what he does. Not just not just a receiver, but even if they're not throwing to him, you still got to be worried about him. So that can open up space and room for everybody else. So with a guy like him, and he was having such a great season, even though I'm not a huge fan of Brandon Banks either, but to be honest, he was having a spectacular season, and he has out of nowhere become a um, a top-level receiver in the CFL. So you hate to see a guy go down like that. But um, you know what? It's um, sad because he was having such a great year, but it is what it is. So... Um, um, I like I said, I I don't see Hamilton getting to the Grey Cup with this kind of uh, without him. He he's too big of a, a piece to replace. Yeah. Okay. Well. Well. What Charles said, he is a huge guy to replace. Um, I'm I'm not glad, but. It's nice that it wasn't a Calgary receiver go, who got hurt, okay? Um, They've had enough of those. Yep. But, yeah, he's uh, – I think he, he he is their number one offensive weapon, which, once again, as I've mentioned before, and I'm shocked that we've just discovered that he's their offensive weapon, number one offensive weapon in the last two years. How come nobody ever tried this before? And that is going to wow. be a big blow. How come nobody blow. tried Dur- Duron Carter defensive back before? I mean, come on, seriously. Because it didn't work. Because it didn't work. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Duron who? Where did he go? He's gone. There was something here I wanted, but I got sidetracked with that one. Okay, let's move on, and if I can think of it, I'll come back. Before this week's game, Charlton Hughes was removed from the Saskatchewan active roster. Was this a Saskatchewan management call, or did the league force their hand? Okay, so the vice president of football operations, GM, head coach, and chief cook and bottle washer, Chris Jones, is on the media. Charlton Hughes is taking first team reps, and Chris Jones in front of the camera says, Charlton Hughes will be playing this weekend in Calgary. Says that right on the radio or right on the TV. I can go back and show you the video. He says he will be playing in Calgary. Two days later, oh, He's not on the – oh, he's suspended. He's not on the active roster now. Okay. And Chris Jones has to explain this. What would change the mind of the director of football operations, president, chief cook and bottle washer, Chris Jones, what would change his mind from a very adamant – that he's playing and he's taking first team reps at practice to remove him and have to put somebody else in there. We know that in the past, 
The Saskatchewan Rough Riders Board of Directors do not force the hand of anybody. We know that the president and everybody else, Craig Reynolds and whoever else is in charge in that team, has never forced the issue before. So why do we believe that this was a rider's decision to sit Charlton Hughes? It wasn't. The league forced their hand. There's no doubt in my mind. There's nothing that those green meanie fans can tell me that says that this is a classy move by the riders' organization. The riders' organization have never made a classy move yet. They played Taj Smith, who was up on attempted murder charges, and they continued to play him throughout the playoffs and Grey Cup and won the Grey Cup with a Never mind. Okay? There's nothing classy about this organization. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. You you can say that I'm a writer's hater. You can say anything you want. But a fact is a fact is a fact. They have done nothing to deserve that title. So this was a league initiative right from the beginning. It's the league's doing it, and they he got on a, got a phone, and he got his ass chewed out and had to turn around and eat crow in front of media. And now the Ryder fans think that the, their team is so fucking wonderful. It makes me want to vomit. Okay, I'm sorry. Charles, go ahead. Yeah, this is um, making the right move with... Um Players who have been in legal trouble is not a strong uh, point to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders organization. It never has been. Because um, it looked for a while like Charleston Hughes was going to play this week. Uh, it, he was in practice most of the time. But um, I think uh, someone from the league uh, kind of poked him and say, don't play this guy, take him out. Because uh, I don't think that the riders do this on their own. Um, I think they were trying to just, uh, you know, have him play and just kind of sweep it under the rug, so to speak. So um, I'm thinking that it's um, probably going to be, it was probably uh, a league uh, saying, you know what, we want this guy out and so on. I'll be interested to see if he's back this week. I suspect he will be. Because there are a lot of people saying, look, you should be releasing this guy outright. He broke the law. He got arrested. Uh, uh, it's a DUI. It's a felony. Uh, he should be out on, his, out on his ass. I don't think that's going to happen. In uh, fact, well, it will not surprise they did it to Jerome this week. They did. Yeah, I agree. Um, so so the, the precedent's been set that that could happen. I don't think that a DUI is a sexual I don't want to call it a sexual assault, but a, a sex crime. Um, because I just, I don't, right? And a DUI is, is one thing. And I, I can't argue with the fact that he was sleeping in his car. He's hardly driving down the road and smacking into a telephone pole. Right. That, okay, so the varying degrees of this. So I really don't think what he did was all that bad that he should lose his job over. But there has to be consequences no, because he yeah. did break the law. He did get charged with a crime, and he did refuse a breathalyzer, which is even worse than driving drunk. Mm-hmm. 
at least in BC it is. I don't know about Saskatchewan. But, you know, I mean, right now, the, the Saskatchewan province has got the number one highest percentage of DUIs in all of Canada. Okay? So no wonder nobody's having a problem with this. They're all doing it. Moving on. Mark. Yeah, you know, it's obvious the league said something to Jones about it. Um, But I think as much as it was the league telling Jones, it was the fans telling the league something had to be done. The social media backlash was huge. But not from Ryder fans. Well, certainly not. But uh, from the rest of the league's fans, there was a huge amount of backlash on social media. And the league doesn't need black marks like that. They're in that gray area now where are you only going to get kicked out if it's something to do with sexual or is somebody going to have to be killed by a drunk driver? They don't even have a policy about players charged with driving under the influence. No. Which makes no sense whatsoever. So, my question for you is, this is kind of funny. What if Chris Jones flipped the bird at the league and said, screw it, I'm playing Charlton Hughes, he's my one defensive player, and I'm going to do this. What consequences could the league put on the riders? Well, they can, the league can suspend them. They won't have to have Saskatchewan's blessing to suspend them. The league can No, but them. then, hang on, you're correct, but then Charlton Hughes can file... Uh, an appeal, right? A grievance, and play until that uh, that that hearing is heard. So he would have been able to play ready. in Calgary. So then you just put the trial date on the date of the Western Final, or whatever playoff game he's in. <laughs> now you know there is all that, but let, let's face it. They do what they want to do. Well, I, I don't think they did what they wanted to do. That's, that's well, what they happened here. they were forced here. into this one. Yeah, no, they, were they were forced, forced into, into this, this one. So they weren't. They wanted to do because Charlton Hughes was playing. You don't take team first team reps if you've been suspended. We can go back. The videos are all there. They're even on CFL.ca. Oh. Chris seen Jones them. is saying he is playing. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Okay. Whatever. William. Got some yeah, you, on you, one? you can't say all people do this in Saskatchewan because they don't. There's good people in Saskatchewan. Come on. We, well, there we gotta is. Stop saying, we got to stop saying things like this, okay? I, I don't know if the league told them or if it was a backlash from fans, whatever it was. Or maybe he had an epiphany, and after it came out of his mouth, he said, oh, what did I just do? I'm an idiot. I have to suspend this guy. Chris Jones said, come on, what fairy tale land are you coming from? Well, I'm just giving him the benefit of the doubt, okay? You never know. You never know, okay? Because, and and I, I would never, ever, ever, 
you know, say drunk driving is not serious because drunk driving is serious in this day and age, okay? You shouldn't yeah. do it. If you do it, you're an idiot. Yeah. Um, Charleston Hughes, you're an idiot. Okay? I mean, did the league say something? I guess the league must have said something, or he probably would have played. But what difference does it make if he didn't play in this game, but he plays next week? Well, he shouldn't what be playing until. He, shouldn't, he well, shouldn't be allowed to play most people don't lose their job over alleged charges. Okay. Nobody's telling he's, he's not been released. He's still on the payroll. He's still a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He's suspended. Okay. I know. And, and, And that just means that I have the right as a business owner, not to have you representing my business when you're in question. When your integrity right now is in question, okay, I'm not saying release him because if he gets convicted, then you can release him. But until that yeah, point so in then, time, but, he's but a wait poor. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Then why did, they, why did they? Why did they release Jerome Messam then? Well, why didn't I they just that, suspend him? Why didn't they just suspend him? I know of, why. The, it, it was bad. There other people who could fill his shoes. Okay. Yes. In okay. Charleston, in Charleston Hughes' case, he's the sack leader in the CFL. For God's sake, okay. Yep. There's th- so those, they're not no, going to release. Nobody's going to release him. That, that's a huge difference uh, with him and Jerome Messam. Is Messam's in the at the end of his career? He's pretty much done. So uh, Hughes. Charleston Hughes. No, I don't think so. He leads the league in. He leads the league but, in sacks. But, but, but so I know. right there, right there, there's a double standard. Of course there is. Okay, so that makes them look bad, in my opinion. Okay, because they are both felonies, are they not? Yes. 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 Okay. So what is the difference? Well, is, the difference is mess, it, it, nothing's been proved against Messam. Charlton Nothing's Hughes is going proved. to get convicted. It, no, he's going to get convicted because he refused a breathalyzer. There's no defense right. to that. There's no defense. You can't. I don't know how you get that's out of that basically one. A, that, I think that's basically equivalent to a guilty plea when yeah. you don't um, when you don't take a breathalyzer. There's, there's well, no defense. Well, then should be then he should be suspended for the rest of the season. That, I, I agree. Convicted. I don't disagree. And and we we're not sure if that's going to happen or not. We don't know if he's playing this week. Right. Okay. Jerome Messam is a year younger than Charlton Hughes. Yes. So who's in their twilight? Yeah, but he's still the sack leader in the CFL. I don't think he has a twilight. Calgary, Calgary would argue about that. That's why they released him or traded yeah. him. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a double standard. I I think there should be a, I think there should be a league policy. To be honest with you, and and when I say I think there should be a league policy, it goes to um, what these guys represent in the community. 
if you allegedly break a law, you should be suspended, period. Yes, agreed. And until your name is changed and and cleared. There's no, oh, he's, he's not here for one game. He should not be back until after his trial. Which okay. is not this season, so. Not this season. He should be gone for the year. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the question is, will he be playing Friday night? Next week. This week. You know what? I could see them sitting him out this week and try and justify it, saying, oh, we sat him for two games. It's really meaningless to sit him out this week. It is. Because they've got the bye, but uh, whether he plays this week, he's definitely playing in the playoffs. I can't see any way he doesn't. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, I I happen to agree with you, unless there is something right now that says that he is not going to play, and that would have to be yeah. the league office. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. We only got four minutes left in the game. Let's do this last one. Um, Brad Sinopoli is on pace to set a record. Got to get back to my thing here. Uh, most receptions by a Canadian in one season. Currently the best receiver in the CFL. He's the best Canadian receiver, bar none. Is he the best receiver in the CFL? I don't know. Duke Williams would have something to say about that. Brandon Banks would have something to say about that. And, and and rightfully so, in my opinion. Yeah, I'd say top ten at least, top five. Well, where is he in the stats? I'm just looking here where he is. He's third in receiving yards behind Duke Williams and Brandon Banks. There you go. And most he's got most receptions, right? Uh, receptions, I believe so. I'm just looking. Oh, there. yeah. Yes, he does. By, by quite a lot. By 15. That's so... Uh, yeah, next one is uh, Brandon Banks with 94. And we know he ain't catching them. Not catching anything. No. Right? But yep. he's also got uh, league-leading yak yards. Yep. Okay? Which has a lot. It That works well with me. But his uh, his average per catch is lower, considerably yeah. lower than everybody else. That's and true. his longest one is very low, and he's only got four touchdowns compared to 10, 11, and 11. <laughs> so he's only got five catches over 30 yards, where, you know, Brandon Banks has got 13, Duke Williams has got 11 of those. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he's got a whole pile of little dink and dunk passes. Uh, I'm in the last part of this show. I got to wrap it up real quick. Uh, This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 291. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We've got to talk football, and goddamn, it was exciting. I told you this two hours would fly by and we'd run out of time. Um, And it did. So, um, and you know what? For everybody that we have insulted or offended or anything else up there, Grow up and grow up here. Uh, Mark, say goodnight. <laughs> Good night, everybody. And, uh, BC sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
Charles, go ahead. <laughs> Good night, folks. Thanks for uh, listening, and we'll talk to you Wednesday. Come on, Will. You got to admit I'm your hero. Well, good, good, good night. Good night, every. Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Go Montreal. <laughs> <laughs>